0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with UK-based jazz guitarist and composer Dan Waldman. He spent some time with us talking about his new 2023 album called Greenpoint. This musician has paid dues in both Europe and the United States, performing as a sideman with many artists. Since his 2020 debut release as a leader called Sources and Angels, featuring Will Vincent on sax, Cassa Overall on drums, and Ryan Berg on bass, it's received some rave reviews and he keeps on moving forward. He's got a lot to tell. Enjoy this interview.
1: Hey, it was great to meet you. Thanks for taking a minute out today. Yes,
2: my
0: pleasure.
1: So where exactly are you located? Um, right now I'm in London. I've been back here um from about 2016. Okay. Well, before we get into Greenpoint, I want to know, you know, how did you do through COVID? How did you survive that time period? And how does it feel now to have a new album that we're coming out of it? Um, The album was actually recorded before that. Um, there was a couple recorded while I was in New York, um,
2: of which, um, Greenpoint was actually the first one that I recorded. So in lockdown, it gave me the chance to release, um, one of those albums, which, um, has the same sax player, Will Vinson on there. And so basically that lockdown, it kind of obviously you have to do something. So the best thing that I could do is, um, I've been trying to find a label to release that one. It's called, um, sources and angles so that album had um will vincent on alto and soprano and it had a um, casa overall on drums ryan berg on bass um, and i would got it I'd, I'd recorded the album mixed and mastered it all in new york but couldn't find a label who were gonna promote it and release it so lockdown it gave me the incentive just to release that myself
1: Talk to me a little bit about your journey in music. How did all of this begin for you? How did the seeds of jazz get into you to become who you are now?
2: Um, I guess I started from blues. You know, certain musical experiences playing with more experienced musicians, which encouraged me to stick with it. The first thing was just being into blues and playing blues guitar. But the only jam session I was able to go to, this is in Cambridge, England, um, was a jazz standards jam session. And you can imagine, I'm just trying to play blues, and everyone else is playing the changes. So I had to learn jazz. Um, you know, at least try to, you know, get something together to be able to hang, to be able to play over the changes. So that took me into it and um I did okay as a kid. I got some um, you know, little awards and stuff like that. The news like uh, the, the newspaper here, Daily Telegraph. They did a young jazz award. Um so that was encouraging. And I got to play with Nigel, which is the uh, like a national youth jazz big band. From doing that, um, I just gradually got into it, got some gigs and, um, and met a few people, some of whom were at Berkeley and encouraged me to go out there. I did an audition with uh, Gary Burton auditioned me, actually. He gave me a scholarship. It was lucky because I just learned some of his music um, very recently before that audition for a gig in Cambridge with a, a sax player called Rob Hall. And he'd just come back from Berkeley. So I played a bit of Gary's music and I I got to, to meet him
1: and be auditioned by him and ended up in Berkeley, age 18. Back to your roots, who's been influencers or, or what was the first live jazz show you saw that blew you away? There's a there's a jazz club in Cambridge called the Cambridge Modern Jazz Club
2: down in a little basement called Flambards. And uh, I remember hearing the Jim Mullen band. So um, if you ask Pete Bernstein about him, he, he knows who Jim Mullen is. They play gigs together um, now. I mean, when Pete was here last in London, they did a, a two-guitar frontline gig. Jim Mullen was um, the guitar player of a, a band called Morrissey Mullen, which is like a jazz, fu- uh, excuse my language, a jazz funk band in the um, early early 80s, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, Jim also played with Bob Dylan. I think he played with the Brecker Brothers, um, a very soulful, um, great jazz guitar great jazz guitar player, plays with his, his thumb, unlike many. So Jim was the, the first guy that I really heard and enjoyed. He, he, he combined blues and jazz, very soulful approach, and the band were playing great arrangements for standards, as well as some original music of his. Also, my guitar teacher hit me up, uh, he hit me up to, uh, to Jim Mullen as well, lent me a couple of records of Morrissey Mullen. And I got to meet Jim as well when I first started playing. Uh, my guitar teacher had given me the homework of learning one of the tunes off Morrissey Mullen, and Jim actually still had the, the, the lead sheet for that in his gig bag, and he gave it to me. So basically I was able to go back to my guitar teacher, I think having played around eight months or so, having learned this tune completely, obviously the teacher was, uh, was shocked. This is Chris Wong, was completely shocked, didn't, didn't understand how I'd managed to work it out. But then I showed him the lead sheet, obviously, and uh, he understood.
1: So how did the how did your timeline work to get to where you're at now? Talk to me a little bit about you know going to school, starting your career, and how everything kind of led to where you are now.
2: Okay, well it does play in because Berkeley was where I met Matt Penman, who's the bass player on Greenpoint. Um, Matt was there with another contingent of uh, of Kiwis. So the Berkeley thing, I mean, as soon as I got there, you know, it was the experience was amazing because there was a lot of really great musicians there also studying the mason brothers had uh, come from England. they were my friends who i knew from before and then through them um i got in a session with matt penman on bass steve hamilton on piano and um sebastian de Crime on drums so i got to record with those guys pretty much as soon as i, I got there and um, i just found the recording actually the other day it was, i was uh, i'm surprised actually it sounds okay but yeah matt penman was there um Chodoros Avery was there, although I didn't really get to play with him. Antonio Sanchez was there at the same time. And the guys from Lettuce as well. So that's Eric Coombs, the bass player. He was there. Adam Smirnoff. You know, those guys were, they became very close friends, actually. So I got. I played with them a little bit in a band called Lettuce, which is still, that's still happening with those guys over there. And they're doing quite well. That's with a guitar player called Eric Krasno, who does Soul Live. Um, and that was kind of, that was extra, extracurricular activities for me at Berkeley whilst in school trying to learn about harmony, study with, um, like Rick Peckham, great guitar player and teacher who, who works there. And I got to play some good ensembles as well. Um, you know, those kind of experiences that you'd expect from a music college, but also obviously the musical relationships and friendships that, that came from that. Um, for example, with Matt Penman, who, um, as well as being into music, he's into cricket as well, which we share. I left Berkeley after around a year and a half. Um, I got back to the UK in order to um, do an English degree, which was my last opportunity to get a free education out of the British government. I'd never intended to stay at Berkeley to do a full course, uh, the full four years there. I was just trying to get as much information as I could and experience as well. And then just take that back and shed while studying for this English literature degree. Degree, which I managed to uh, complete in around 2000. In that time in London, I got into a couple of other things, playing a few different styles, Broken Beat. Um, I had a tune released on Acid Jazz that I recorded with um, Eric Coombs, the bass player from Lettuce. So I went to Cali around 95 um, and did that with Eric and his brother, um, did a tune that got released on Acid Jazz Records in 99. And then I was playing with... um, Another Kiwi, actually, who was at Berkeley as well, called Mark de Clivelo, um, a keyboard player and producer who um, works across a lot of different styles. And um, we had a residency at Jazz Cafe in London in the early 2000s. And I was doing a lot of playing with him. which is some radio, BBC, and some touring with his album Tides Rising, and a, a project called Free Soul Sessions, which uh, featured a really great musician called Kylie Tatum. He's um, on the scene, it's, it's broken beat new jazz, so you wouldn't count as straight ahead jazz, but he's very much influenced by, you know, by the greats and a, and a great musician in his own right, Kylie Tatum. Yeah, we're talking around, so we're getting to the late 2000s now, and um, I've been in a relationship since being in college, which split, which uh, broke up. And at that point, it was Matt Pemman that said, get over to New York and, and come and play some straight ahead jazz. So I took his advice. And um, I got there around 2007 and eight, And that is when Greenpoint was recorded pretty much uh,
1: three months after I got there. Um, and that's the timeline into the album. Talk to me a little bit about, in, in all of the things that go into being a professional musician, what do you like the best about it? I think it changed over time. Originally, just the
2: experience of having an instrument, going and playing, and being involved in playing music. It's something that's bigger than yourself being part of a team. And, and it can take you away from, you know, everyday life into uh, a shared space of inspiration. That was one of my early experiences of playing, music, of playing music, which encouraged me to continue playing with, as I say, some more experienced musicians than myself. But having an experience where I didn't feel like I was actually having to think about what was happening. It was just happening automatically. So I'd say that, that was that was something that really encouraged me to keep going. And then hearing recordings back where, you know, you, you remember something happened, but you didn't exactly remember what. And then, you know, listening back, it kind of sounded okay, you know? So that, that's the stuff that, that encouraged me at first to, to be in it. And then the challenge changed as it went on. You know, you, you couldn't quite play by ear all the time. You needed to know some kind of harmony. As time goes on, it becomes more about learning specifics, learning tunes, being able to play over changes, um, being able to handle different musical situations, um, have good instincts, listen to what's going on, and be able to respond, you know, To to produce a a good result, those are the things that that attract me. Now, is when you've managed to achieve a, a good overall result at the end of it, where you know maybe you know unexpected things happen in the course of that improvisation, but you're all able to kind of work together to make something happen.
1: So, Dan, I'm a big fan of Greenpoint. I am wanting to make sure that we give you the proper due here to get the good business out. Where is the best place for everybody to pick up this album to find out more about you know, any live shows, anything pertaining to your world?
2: Well, the only place where Greenpoint is going to be available at this point is my band camp. I'm not doing a general digital release on it. Um, there's other projects, as I say, that are going to be coming out on all platforms. But my band camp is Dan Waldman. Just D-A-N-W-A-L-D-M-A-N. And you can just search Dan Waldman Greenpoint. Or... Uh, Dan Waldman's Sources and Angles, which was, uh, as I say, the the first one that got released out of the batch. Future ones, um, future albums that are in the can at the moment, uh, ready for release, include um, stuff with the sax player Stacey Dillard, which I'm just mixing down now, and one with Jason Marshall, who plays tenor sax on this recording. It's an organ quartet recording. But he's best known for playing baritone sax with Mingus Big Band and used to play with Roy Hargrove. So, my band camp's the best place to, to really find that stuff. There will be some more stuff going out on general release on all platforms. Greenpoint was originally released pretty much soon after recording, but there was an issue with credits on TuneCore, so I had to delete it from the, from the internet. Only now, you know, am I able to, uh, to put it back out there? And um, I just felt that it was important to do that rather than leave it in the can because, you know, you've got Will Vincent, Matt Pemmen and Bruce Cox on that record with me. Admittedly, I, you know, I got to New York pretty much straight before recording it. It was quite important to me in terms of the music that was that we made on that date. You know, the circumstances, the fact that Friendship was involved as well, that Matt introduced me to Will Vincent on that session. And then Will went on to, to play sax on my the record that I was able to release um, during lockdown. Greenpoint, yeah, it's, um, it's a one-off. It was a one-off session. But the, um, the interaction, I think, was cool. And I don't think you're going to hear Matt and Will playing a lot of funk-type stuff, which um, you know forms a large part of that album.
1: Right on, Dan. Hey, man, thank you for reaching out. Thank you for opening up. It's a wonderful album. Good luck with it and with the future projects as we move forward here in 2023. Thanks, Joy. Thanks for having me, man.
0: Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in New York, England, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Dan for his class, cool, and time. When you want to hear more interviews, you can find Neon Jazz archived interviews on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends.
2: Neon Jazz.